Welcome everybody to Kingdom Talks. I've got Martin Smith on as co-host with our guest, Jason Hall. And we're going to get to that right here in a second, if I can get my words together. But um, just want to encourage everybody to like and to share. Uh, it's important to get those algorithms going and to get the message out as well. So, so like this, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already subscribed, encourage you to uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the little bell so you get notifications when we're going live, as well as jumping into uh, the page and the group on Facebook and liking those and becoming a member there. And also, we actually encourage you to go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Check out all the tabs there. There's a lot of things. But one of the things that we ask is that if you enjoy what we're doing, if you're blessed by what we're doing, would you consider partnering with us? And there's a tab there under the Give section where you can actually partner with us. All right, so let's go ahead and jump in. And I'm going to go right over to uh, Martin. And Martin, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and introduce your friend Jason. Go All ahead. All right. Gil, thank you. Uh, man, this is so Martin Smith with Flying Penguins. And it is my honor to introduce yes. uh, Jason Hall. And Jason and I have known each other actually a couple of years now, and he has uh, been a part of the Flying Penguins and has really just expanded into uh, just further adventures and just it's been an amazing opportunity just to to hang out with Jason just to uh, be able to fellowship with him and just he's a, he's a good friend and, and I've um, really enjoyed that time but he's got an amazing journey that I thought would be an ama just really great to share with everybody. Uh, so Jason, welcome uh, to the show. And man, I'd love to just, for you just to share a little bit about your testimony. I know, uh, you know, you had a pretty cool encounter and, and uh, adventure from, from Baltimore uh, to Katy, Texas. And so just, if you don't mind, just kind of introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and, and a little bit about your, your initial journey. Sure, sure. Um, I'm very honored to be here. Bless and thank you so much for the opportunity to hang out with you guys today. Man, it's, it starts from about uh, 2015 and my journey um, being here and my testimony. But so I, I'm in Katy, Texas, by West Houston. And me and my wife, probably a few years before that, around 2010, got this vision about moving. I was currently in the area of Maryland and worked out of Washington, D.C. I was working in the government and just I really had um, a good lifestyle. You know, I was grateful and God was in my life, but I just felt this stirring, you know, this calling. And I was walking in the streets of Washington, D.C. one day and the Holy Spirit said, um, move to Texas. I have something for you in Texas. And I'm like, OK, you know, like. You know, I'm going to lunch and I'm like, uh, okay, what does that mean? So I tell my wife and I'm like, just be in prayer about this, you know? So uh, yeah, like moved to Texas, like there's something. And so this, mind you, we had planned to be in Maryland the rest of our lives and, you know, I had a good government job and it was just a secure life in general. And I get this voice again, a year later, okay? It's pressing yeah. harder, like move to Texas, move. But then I do some research, I'm like, Texas is really big, you know? So, like, what part of Texas? So, the years go by, and it gets closer to about a year before 2015, and the Holy Spirit says, West Houston, like, more strategic. And I really, I'm like, okay, I, I believe this is God. So, we don't know anybody, mind you, at all, and, and God says go. So, we pack up everything, 
long story short, you know, um, 2015, we pack up everything and, you know, I, I don't have a job or anything. And, you know, it's just like a, a total faith move, you know. Wow. But, you know, it's just like, okay, go. So we go. You know, we come out here and, you know, back the trailer, <laughs> drive across the country. It's about 1,500 miles away. And we get here, you know, and it's just like, okay, what's next, you know? So <laughs> just start praying. And Lord tells me to serve and just really serve in the community and get to know. So then what happens is um, I get in a cohort of people that are making disciples. And, you know, I, it's a network called Houston Church Plant Network. And I start thinking like starting a church, starting a movement. And that's what God put in me to start a wow. movement, you know, yeah. something bigger than just uh, the mundane functions of a church, which is great, but I just felt called to start a movement. And so then I I get involved with Penguins um, a few years after, and I'm like, I'm there, like this is something I've never experienced before as far as in the supernatural and really going to experience God in a new way, like in a fresh way. So I've never known about identity, I've always, heard my church doctrine. I went to Bible college and all that good stuff. And, but I didn't really know who I was. So there was always mm. this tension of living according to my nine to five calling, you know, world and living in Christ. So it's like, do my nine to five, <laughs> then go to church, you know? And so church world and God were separate than secular and job. That, that was yeah. just my life. That's been my life as a Christian for many years as a believer. And I come into this understanding that there's more to life. So I go to the first time to attend. And I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm one of Martin's disciples. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of Martin's disciples. But we were in there and, you know, we I had this encounter with the Lord and we were, I was at the Penguins with these men and I just never seen men really seek after God and men without any titles, without any officiates. Yeah. You know, everything was just the spirit of God led. And so Martin asked me the, the first time, the first encounter was Martin asked me, he said, what happened to you as a little boy? And I was like, whoa, how, what in the world? Like, how did you know that? Like, he said, I see you, you know, as a young boy. And I immediately went to middle school and, you know, I, I was about 13 years old. And this little girl I really liked, you know, it was like my first crush. And I, I tried to kind of ask her out and she rejected me. And, and from that day, I carried in my identity rejection. And I was like, oh. yeah. And so hmm. me, Martin, I was closer to about 38 to 39 years old. So now being a 40 year old man from 13 to 40, realizing that my identity was rejection and I wasn't good enough. And I was like, wow, yeah. wow. Like my identity was tied up in rejection. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. It was, that's how I lived my life. So everything that I did, I would do for approval and I was doing it in a spirit of rejection. I knew I was going to be rejected. And so I was looking for approval, trying my best, trying to, you know, be liked, trying to be you loved, know, you know. You know, and that's that's the plight of a lot of people, Jason. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Um, so what did what did you guys do or what did you do? to walk through that because i'm sure your testimony is going to help a lot of people walk through that as well absolutely so um that night we martin we did a prayer and martin said let's let's go back there like let's go to the place that you were and i'm like 
that seems kind of <laughs> not good. <laughs> you know, like, well, wait a minute, we're going back. But I go back and then we, we walk through what's called the garden. So Martin's like, okay, put yourself there. We're like, and then see Jesus there. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. what? You know, like, wow. And so through that, I was able to identify that my hurt, my pain, and my agony and my identity, realizing that I wasn't the rejection, the way that I felt, and yeah. I was good enough. Even though the girl never Come liked on. me, I was Come good on. enough. And you know, and I did that, and I guess what? I did therapy. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did some professional counseling. But it was, yeah. I'll be honest, it was really through that moment that I that there was a shift. Mm-hmm. And and then I began to see myself as a son in Christ and, and all titles were gone all because yeah. I had been a youth pastor. I had been an associate pastor and I've always put my identity in those things according to the position and according yeah. to the doctrine that I was taught, which was always a sinner saved by grace. But when the language started to change and the identity, I, I was experiencing Christ in a fresh way as a direct relationship. Yeah. 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 And wow. Jason and I, and I don't, I don't remember if it was that night or like the next time when you came back and we went into encounter, and you had a really in, in, incredible encounter with the throne. Really, do you remember? You remember that? Yes. Yeah, so. And what happened when you <laughs> ascended to that? Because that one, that one actually blew me away, man. I was like, oh gosh, this is oh, yeah. this is further than, than I'm comfortable with, you know. <laughs> so what kind of? I know, right? So what Martin is talking about, and I'm not gonna lie, it's like, whoa, you know. So when we were, when we were, cause we go to the place, right. And then we see Jesus and it's like, he's right there. And I, I think we were talking about how Jesus was on the throne in front of us. Mm-hmm. Like, where do we see ourselves? And yeah, when I told yeah. him, what I saw was, I saw myself as one on the throne with the father. Yeah. yeah. Like I visually yeah. saw myself seated yeah. with him. Yeah. And now, and I was like, Oh, that, there's a oneness. Come on. Yeah. There's yeah. A one. And then I was like, there's nothing I can't do. So there led to another session where before I was going on a mission trip to Uganda, <laughs> we were in a room with men. We were praying. I just asked the men to pray for me. And I had, I mean, it may sound crazy, but this is what I experienced. <laughs> I had a, a, a transport to Uganda before I went there in this room with a man. I saw a road. And I had experience where I was there and I was like, whoa, I could feel the rocks. I could feel the bumpy ground. I could see visually us on a travel to a village. And I came back and I was like, whoa, I was just in Uganda, y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah. like how in the world? So transport, it made me think about the omnipresence of God. Yeah. 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 The, the omni- and I said, well, if God's omnipresent, why can't we be omnipresent? Come on. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's what I say over and over and over. It's like, okay, Jesus asks us to be one with him, and he's one with the Father. So if we're one with him and he's one with the Father, well, we're one with the Father. Yeah. And then I ask, where's the Father? Oh, wait a minute. He's everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> so it's actually only a practice of our awareness of where he wants us to focus at that time. And because we, 
I'm, I'm firmly believe that we are just as many places as he is. It's just we're not mature enough to understand how to be aware of that without blowing our minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And Jason, yeah. it, I remember you when you came back from that trip to Uganda, you're like, dude, I walked the literal street. I think I remember you telling me that you went into the coffee shop and one of the shops that you saw in the in the vision or in the translocation, yes. you walked into that actual shop. There's no way to even know that was going to be there. It was unbelievable. And I took video of it. And when I was there, I was just doing a video. Something told me just take a video and some pictures when I was about to on my way to a village when I before I went to the shop. And that same dirt road and that same, you know how you have you have deja vu? But this wasn't deja vu. This was, you know? So it was like, whoa, this is where I was at. So when I was in Uganda, I was like, I've already been here. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it a little bit deeper. I said, I had already been there, but God is always everywhere. Mm. And wherever he is, we are. So there's no limitations to where we can be and where God is. So therefore, why am I putting limits on it? Come on. And that's a big thing with me is we put God in so many different boxes that we limit him when he's limitless. And for me, it's just learning to flow and to understand that whatever I thought was the case, and it doesn't matter what we're talking about, I need to be able to hold it loosely so that he can actually show me what's really going on. Because I can guarantee that what's really going on, most of us, in fact, I'd probably be safe to say all of us, can't really fathom what he's doing all the time. And that uh, we just need to learn to flow and just, here's the thing, it comes down to faith. It comes down to trust. We have to be willing to trust him and have faith that he knows what he's doing and he has our best in mind. That way we can just flow with whatever's happening. And even though it may not feel good or seem good to us at the moment, Mm -hmm. all things work out for good for those who love the Lord. So it's all good. I think one of the things I love with Jason and his story is that, you know, like, like you were saying, Jason, that was your first night coming in and it just progressed from there. So it wasn't like, you know, we don't do a ton of teaching, hardcore teaching of doctrines or anything as part of the the group. It's really more of, man, we want to worship and then get you encountering directly with Christ. And so it was, you didn't have a grid for that. And I, and I remember, man, it was, when you were sharing about how you know Christ was on top of the throne, and then you basically went and sat in the throne with him. I mean, it was one of those. I was like, "Oh gosh, I think this is okay, <laughs> maybe." You know, but it was like, man, as you were sharing in the the oneness, and and the Lord brought back Ephesians two six that we're seated in Christ, the right hand of God the Father, right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is scripture. I mean, this is come on the revelation of scripture, and dude, it was stretching me on that. You know, and so I think it was just it was cool because I think from that encounter, really, that oneness started to really take root into into your spirit and soul. And man, I've just I've watched you start, you know, really blossom with dream movement and and all the things that you're doing there and watching this group that is just exploding. And what I think is the coolest thing, Jason, is that, you know, like you said, there's no titles. Right. But it's it's like you're teaching it but they are they are grasping it and running with it as their own it's not hey jason hall or martin smith told me about this or this is what they teach they're i mean it's theirs you know and i think that's the coolest thing that you've created an environment 
you know, really that allows for that and gives people voices where they didn't have them before. So can you, can you share a little bit about, you know, dream movement and, and what just the, the whole vision for dream movement and, and where it's going and how kind of the oneness is, is shaping out of it. Absolutely. So I purposely wore my shirt. I am the movement <laughs> because, you know, my ministry is called the ministry is called dream movement. The reason why is because, you know, I believe that deep down in everyone's heart, God puts a, a dream or equals a vision inside, yeah. like a plan for their life. And then there's um, what I kind of taught is there's organizational vision and then there's individual vision. A lot of time, organizational vision stunts individual vision, meaning that the God yeah. dream, the dream yeah. that God has given you, it's, it's my job, it's our job to move in a way where we inspire the God dream in someone else to fulfill the vision that God has for their life and their dream, which equals <laughs> their identity, right? So in an organization, a lot of times there's all these different rules and regulations that block and stunt the growth of the God vision in you. So we come alongside people and inspire the God vision in order to see and so they have they have American dream and then there's the God dream. And a lot of time the American dream is beautiful and you get all these accolades and you can get the house and the nice cars and all that, but it's blocked or stunted sometimes by the salary or the nine to five or the 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 components of things that are hindering the move of God. And so we're not only spirit led as an organization, but we want people to be spirit led as people. So it's, it's not it's it's an uncommon organization that comes alongside because a lot of time ministries are to come and see, but this is go and do this is how can we walk alongside you and make disciples organically, meaning through relationships that spirals from a relationship with Jesus Christ, which is a with God, the father and the oneness. And now they walk into who they're called to be without any doctrines or without any uh, religious ties or teachings that are going to hinder the move of God in their life. I mean, this inspires me. This is why I'm living and breathing today is to inspire the God dream and everyone watching. <laughs> well, Jason, I, I'm excited to hear this because this you're, you're, you're preaching our message the, the, wow. you know, with Kingdom <laughs> Equipping Center and Kingdom Talks. It's, it's always been, uh, you know, we've got the three plumb lines, which are, you know, basically to let doctrine go, man, because doctrine is basically a divider. It's not a uniter. Yeah. And so letting the doctrine go and just coming down to, you know, three plumb lines. And the first one, you know, Yeshua is the way. He's the only way. He's the one who showed us how to engage and let the Christ anointing have its way in us. And then number two, love, honor, and respect. The fact is you and I and everybody else, we're going to look at the scriptures and we're going to interpret some of them differently. No two people on the planet agree 100%. And then the third one is ask the father. You've got a relationship with the father. You need to be going to the father and asking him your questions rather than going to some guru and uh, thinking that they're going to give you all the answers. They're going to give you their answers. And they may be good answers and they may be even right answers, but the better answer is for you to go to the father and get that answer yourself. 
And, and I think, you know, that's what Martin's teaching and it sounds like that's what you're doing. Uh, I love this because we're looking, you know, we're looking for the community that is going down this road because to me, this is, you know, next stage stuff. You know, this is the next stage of Christianity. It's no longer looking to the guru or the, the charismatic leader to tell you what to believe, but rather walking in a place with other people, knowing that these other people around you are there to encourage you to do your part in the body. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we have a body that's got, you know, missing parts. So we want to walk together and, and know that uh, we're not all doing the same thing. We may be doing similar things, but we're not all doing the same thing. And to honor and respect and, and love one another, encourage each other. I love that. I love what you're doing. Thank How you. long have you been going now? So we're about two years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really a little under that officially, but we kind of about two years ago started doing some stuff. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, everything's pretty new. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you uh, an official 501c3? Or, yeah, um, so Dream Movement, okay. has, we are an official 5013c. We're, we call it Dream Movement. We actually are a church as well, but we just call it Dream Movement. <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah, just, yeah you know we just we're not limited but we yes we are actually a nonprofit as well so we're we're documented and um good to go with so we love to do community outreach as well we go out to the community feed the hunger i mean yeah. we partner with various organizations do homeless ministry so we're out um, boots on the ground as well we like to do yeah. online things and then we do things in community and then on social media as well, it's really um, super impactful. And we we basically um, use uh, identity as our kind of baseline and Martin has helped to cultivate that. Martin is like pretty much our main teacher. He helped launch us as far as the, the teaching and the foundation, which is only beginning because there's much more to come. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so we're really excited about, we also do house churches. So we have churches in homes. We we meet um, in a school, but we also meet in homes and different coffee shops or wherever God leads us. You know, there's no yeah. limitations on it. So, and I think very cool. One of the one of the cool things that I've seen with Jason, and, and it's you know, he inspires all these these folks that have these dreams and that they don't think, oh, it's not that significant or I can't do it. And it's like, man, Dream Movement comes alongside, and they're like, actually, not only can you do it, but we're going to help you do it. And yeah. I mean, like, you know, one of the, one of the girls, Phoebe has a, you know, they just cook burritos, uh, breakfast burritos. You know, I think it's once a month, right. And yeah. in Sunday mornings, and then they ask the Holy spirit, where does he want them to go to pass them out? Yeah. And they go into the, into these apartment places or neighborhoods that aren't all that, you know, you know, uh, affluent and they just hand out burritos and then ask if they can pray for folks. And man, I mean, hearing the stories that come from that, but it's like, it is, it literally is that simple. Just, Hey, let's cook up some breakfast burritos and just go love on folks. You know, they go yeah. into the communities and do the same things. And I think one of the things that, that really was touching more recently was there was a really an older couple that has come and man, they, they came to one of just the gatherings and just, I mean, got wrecked because they got <laughs> loved on and they were being loved on from the 20 something generation, which they had felt they had kind of written. Wow. Wow. And so it, what's amazing Gil, is to me, this is the, it's the heart of the father, right? It's multicultural, yeah. come on, multi-generational. Yeah. And it, it truly is nor male, nor female, Jew, nor Gentile. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So Jason, I don't know if you can share a little bit about, 
you know, that the encounter with, with the, the older couple and, and kind of what they've shared with you a bit, if, if you come to Sure, with that. absolutely. So the couple, um, they're a phenomenal couple. They, they are definitely um, a lot older in age in seventies and eighties. And so I met them and the cool thing was, cause they were, they were looking for a place to go when I was like, okay, y'all come visit, you know, things like that. But they said, we got to confess one thing. Our biggest fear is that the younger generation will not accept us. Because when we go to churches or ministries, they're, they're so segregated by age. And a lot of people preach mm. multicultural and all that, but there's an age gap as well. There's a bridge that needs to be brought between the, the generations, the millennials, the baby boomers. Like there's a bridge gap. And a lot of times, I, and, and hear my heart in church, I'm not against, I believe children's ministry and all that, like you need all that. But a lot of times we find ourselves all getting together of all ages. We don't That's segregate great. in the church age-wise because yeah. there's a common Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know? right. There's right. a common Holy Spirit. And a lot of times I know, you know, it's from the from the pureness of our hearts, but sometimes we miss out on what the younger and the older, you know, the gap yeah. that can be bridged where the, the understanding of the older and the and the visions of the younger can come together and and the wisdom, because wisdom, a lot of people forget, wisdom and knowledge is a gift. And so it could come through a 12-year-old yeah. or, or a 70-year-old. Come on. You know, so or a new gift, person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that gift is not limited to age or experience or influence. Yeah. But that you know, gift, uh, woo. No, keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, keep no, going. I'm just, I'm just feeling that one. I want you to hear from you about that one, Gil. But yes, that gift doesn't. The Holy Spirit doesn't discriminate on who he wants to use. Yeah. Well, all I can say is that, you know, it's like it's pretty obvious we're all reading from the same scroll in heaven because <laughs> we're, we're all talking the same stuff. I mean, we've yeah. Dean and I, my wife and I, we've talked years about uh, it's got to be multi-generational, right. multicultural. You know, that is the body. At the same time, we want we do want you know the cultures to have their culture and the the age groups to be able to have their age groups, but we got to have that time and season where we're all coming together, because mm -hmm. that's where the body really gets to learn from one another. And I you know and I threw that in you know the new person because oftentimes we think oh well that's a newbie they don't really know anything. Man, I can tell you that they will sometimes get the freshest revelation because they don't have all the baggage that some of us have got in the way that we think. Yeah. So I I love to sit down with the new people and ask them questions about what they think about this or that and get their perspective and and sometimes they're getting a download from heaven that's not restricted like i said from that baggage that we carry yeah yeah and i'll tell you gail man it was it was amazing i think the thing that really struck me was watching the first time this couple came and and jason didn't share any of the their fears or anything with any of the group right i mean so they were he just said hey you got some new folks coming and they showed up and it was what I love is it was it was really more of a you know a little bit of a barbecue. We met at G Dog's house, who's another you know he's our good old boy who can he can cook. I mean he can flat out cook some barbecue, you know. <laughs> and so and so it was just a gathering and, and worship, and then it turned into just praying and prophesying. And I mean watching these twenty something year olds prophesy over the this couple, and you've got seventy eighty Come year old on. couple in tears because they just, they had some church hurt, some wounds and things. And I mean, having these younger folks speaking into that. And then literally one of the girls, I remember she just kind of said, can I just come hug you? 
and they just <laughs> literally just sat next to her and just yeah. hugged. I mean, they're just sobbing, you know. And then of course, everybody else <laughs> we're all just sobbing together because it was it was such the the just the representation of the heart of the father that yeah yeah you know and and then as as what was neat is they were able to then love back into them as more of a grandparent, fatherly, motherly figures. It was incredible, man. It was just amazing to watch all that happen just naturally and not have to teach that. It just flows. I I love it. So Martin, is it, is this the community that you're a part of? Is this your main community? Um, It it is. Yeah. I mean, so Jason's been kind enough to let me uh, experiment. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so it's, uh, they've, they've run through in the fall, they ran through the uh, identity foundation uh, kind of teaching. And, and what I love is, man, they've just taken it and run with it. And like they're, and I told these guys, I said, listen, you'll be teaching me before too long because that's how this thing works. And my goodness, I mean, I'm learning, I'm learning as much from them, you know, than hopefully they are from me, but yeah. Well, I'm just going to throw this out here because it's a good time for it. We've got a conference coming up. Uh, Martin, you're one of the speakers at that conference. Uh, Joseph Wilson is and Daniel Jedediah Cook, and it's on identity. It's an identity engagement. And I personally feel like that identity is probably one of the main things if not the main thing that we should be focusing on because if we truly fully completely understand who we are it's like game over i mean if everybody in the world understood who they were it would be game over because no one would be fighting and bickering for position and value and any of that we would all simply be operating out of our scrolls from heaven and would be doing those things which we're called to do and honoring and respecting everyone else for what they're doing and not trying to make everybody abide by our own thought process you know so it's yeah yeah, so i encourage people if if you know it's going on september 17 18 and 19. um you know if you're watching this at a later date then uh check out our website kingdomtalksmedia.com and go to the shop and you'll find it there and you'll be able to watch the recordings it's it's going to be so worth it because again this is where it's at it's in the value or it's in the identity valuing ourselves and loving ourselves well as he loves us so that's a it's a game changer big time and I love that you got a community that's doing that. You know, we're doing that here as well. Where's your community at again? So that they, if anybody's watching this and they're in your area, they want to come by and sure. visit. Yes, we're in West Houston. It's called Katy, Texas. The city yeah. in Katy. And we're on a social media called Dream Movement Katy. You can look okay. it up on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then we're dream-movement.org is the website as well. Okay, so Jason, I'm going to ask you to send either me or Martin an email and just get it to me, get it to my team, actually to our, yeah, my team, so we can put this in the, the show notes so that when this airs, uh, that, that will go out for okay. everybody to see. And so while it's playing, people can jump on. So if you're watching this right now, you've got the ability to go into the notes and uh, click on their website and their Facebook page and all that. So uh that's that's great and obviously you know our our information is in the notes too just fyi to everybody because some people don't know how to get a hold of it it's like it's in the show notes uh just click on our website or email us uh, either way anyway we're we're in colorado springs so the thing is there are communities like this i'm convinced i may not know of them but i'm convinced they're all over the world they're small because it's still catching on 
people, you know, unfortunately, people are still in the mindset of I need a leader. I need a leader to tell me how to think. Like, yeah. <laughs> please, you don't. You can go to the Father and 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 get your information and revelation yourself. And that, to me, is building a strong body where everybody's doing their part versus one leader kind of, uh, you know, telling everybody what they should believe or or, or sharing their stories. See, I see stories all the time shared online, and I'm like, those, those are great, but do you know that you can have the same encounter? That you can go into the heavens? You don't have to be you know, going on the shirt tails of somebody else. You can go into the heavens yourself, and we're called to this. And unfortunately, we've been taught that we're not, and so we're kind of missing out. But communities like yours and like ours and others around the world are gathering together creating these small bodies which i believe once we connect to one another we you know form a little bit more of a bigger body but we're all just honoring respecting each other for what they're doing and it's just coming together and this to me is what the next stage of christianity is going to be all about the great leaders are going to be the ones who are able to pull the body together help the body understand that they have value mm-hmm. and you know even when we speak on sundays in our gathering we we uh, have it open for anybody anybody to come and share and ask questions. We want that because how many people have been sitting in an, in an audience, you know, at a, at a church somewhere, and you're just getting all kinds of downloads as you're listening to the one person preach, and uh, it's like, wow, this is great. A lot of people out there taking notes. It's like, what if everybody could start to share those? How much more would we get out of that one time frame than just listening to one person's perspective? So we, we open it up to everybody. We share a little bit, and it's like, okay, did that get any juices rolling? Let's, let's hear the fullness of it now. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jason, you kind of, you know, you touched on it a little bit earlier, and I, and I think it's important to kind of expand on is that, you know, you had the encounter with, with Christ and really started into identity, but then you, you, you mentioned that also you got some counseling and some pre- professional counseling, and I think... One of the things I've really appreciated about you is that openness and to be able to say it's not just a uh, me and Jesus only because there is that mentality of actually if you go get counseling or medication or whatever, there's weakness there and you don't trust Jesus. But that's not really what what you have communicated. And I love that you it's a it's a holistic kind of viewpoint. So I don't know if if you're if you can share a little bit on that and kind of your perspective with how that how that works and you see that going forward. Sure. I'd love to. So, you know, I was going through some different things and a couple years back and as my identity walk, and, you know, there was a particular season a couple of years ago, I really needed to see some counseling, some things happened in my life. And so I purposely picked a secular uh, counselor that I found. And wow. yeah, I purposely picked a secular. I, I wow. thought it was. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was. <laughs> <laughs> ended up having an encounter with him <laughs> and he ended up actually already I didn't know but he actually was a believer although he had a secular guy <laughs> so I couldn't even <laughs> run from it I, couldn't <laughs> run from God. I said oh lord so he actually ended up being a believer but he told me he purposely portrayed his counseling department as a secular counseling that way he could minister to people i said oh wow yeah yeah (laughs) so he can minister to unbelievers and i was like oh that's awesome so anyway come to find out you know he had some natural thing he had been trained you know some natural ways to help me in my identity and my mindset and 
my relationship with God, but he also, you know, had some really good stuff he learned from school, but he also had some spiritual components. So I was able to get both in one. And so I didn't even know I was being set up. And so sometimes, (laughs) you know, sometimes you have this idea, right? So I'm like, I'm going to secular counselor. And then he had it set up. Well, I'm going to have a secular output because I want to draw in unbelievers. And the next thing you know, we meet and it's like, wow. So then we just have a good time, you know? So Jason, that's, I love that. It's, it's interesting that, you know, you as a, as a pastor, youth pastor and, and believer chose specifically not to go to a Christian counselor. What, why was that? You know, I, I specifically chose that where my mind was because I wanted the practicalities mm. of what it took, some of the tools that I needed in order to learn to help process what I was going through and then to learn more about myself as a person because we took me back to the past and there were some specific tools that I wanted to learn without the, I know this might sound crazy, without the distraction of, you know, just yeah. pray about it, you know, or just, yeah. you know, I know to yeah. pray about yeah. it, y'all, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, like I've been doing well, that. <laughs> without so, the doctrine and all that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the things uh, that I think is important for people to understand is that, you know, I, I could I could go to the father and ask the father about my wife, but father's probably going to say, well, why don't you go talk to her? Because the gifts and the personality and everything that she is, is something he's already poured out into her. And so I get the benefit of understanding that when I engage with her versus going and asking him about her. Um, going to a secular counselor, you know, the, the fact is God has poured out his gifts into people everywhere. Yeah. And so there are some people that say, well, you should only go to God. You should only go to the Father. Um, and sometimes when I go to the Father, the Father says, well, go to so-and-so because I've put my gifts in that person for this time and season for you. And so, but, you know, for me, it's always important because Jesus never did anything unless he saw the father doing it. So I do go to the father first, but over and over and over. And sometimes without any solicitation, God's going to use another person that he's put his gifts into to speak to you. And that person may be one of the worst people you could ever think of, but they're going to say something or do something that's going to trigger something in you that starts a whole process that father wanted to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I look at most everything as as divine anyway you know i mean obviously not the evil evil but but uh, if i read a good book if i see a good movie and it touches me in a positive way that's god's divinity working in and through that person even though that person may have never had a clue what they were doing when they did it but father's using them because he's put it he's put gifts into them and he's put wisdom into them in order to uh you know do what they're doing so we got to stop this whole idea of this secular versus you know sacred and and just understand that um uh, you know, they're God's children. I mean, everything God has created is his. Yeah. You know, the, the, the darkness may be using it in one way or another, but it's still his. And we as Christians need to actually figure out how to use some of the stuff that uh, we've abandoned because the enemy started using it. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would we abandon something God created <laughs> when when he created it for us to enjoy or use? And yet we abandon it just because the enemy touched it. I mean, people have got off the Internet and everything else because 
you know, it's being used for pornography or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, that's a good way. Abandon it and let let the enemy have it. That's a good strategy. <laughs> no. And that, you know, I want to say something. This is that brought up something so powerful. I was thinking about so practical and powerful. But when when I don't know about y'all, but when you go to a mechanic, do you ask them if they're a Christian or not? Right, right. <laughs> like, well, I do like, every I time. Best, <laughs> like, I want the best mechanic that's going to fix and if, right. if, if God forbid, yeah. right, I end up in the hospital and there's a top-notch surgeon that, that needs yeah. to operate on me to whether to save my life or I die, I want the top-notch surgeon, whether they're a Muslim, they're a Christian, it doesn't matter because the divine says, yep. I'm going to give you the best to provide yeah. for you, whether it's um, you claim to be a believer or not. It's all divine. And I love how you said that, Gil, like we put so limit limitations on God because we said, well, are they a Christian or is that a Christian movie? Or like, I love movies. I watch movies all the time. Don't get me wrong. There's some movies I have to like, you know, I can't watch, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if it grieves yeah. my spirit, right. And that's one thing um, my old friend said, he said, Jason, you got to go with your convictions. Like you may be watching something or you may be seeing something and I may be seeing something and think it's okay. But if you don't think it's okay because of your convictions, like you feel it, you know, some grieved in the spirit, Absolutely. then don't do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my wife, there's certain things that she won't watch. I like action shows and, you know, the manly adventure, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and the other thing is I've been in a little bit in the film industry. And so we did special effects and stuff. And I'm always looking at it thinking, how do they do that? Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, the only part that I don't care for, you know, and is not faked, you know, the, the sexual part is, you know, that's the garbage that, you know, forget that, get, get it, get it out of there. But, but the other stuff is like, that's all just, you know, Make believe special effects. I'm I'm more curious about how they did it. <laughs> yeah, but that you know, so she won't watch those because it does affect her. And it's like, man, if it affects you, then don't in a negative way, then don't watch it. Uh, not not trying to encourage people to watch stuff that uh, doesn't uh, sit well with them. Not yeah. doing that at all. So yeah. so Jason, so what's what's next for you? I mean, where so two kind of things. So what's where do you feel like? Lord's taken you from either dream movement perspective or with him. Cause I feel like, and, and we hadn't really talked about this, but I feel like he's, he's putting some things on your heart now that it's like, Oh yes. shoot, I don't even know how to talk about this yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so if whatever, what you're comfortable with kind of sharing, what's he revealing to you that you're just, it's, it's blowing you away and you're, it's, you know, it's creating those questions like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's good. so good. Woo. Yeah. That, a lot. So first of all, it's like, um, He's challenging all my doctrine, mm. everything that I've been taught, uh, meaning that the things that the church have said, this is the way that it goes, or this is who I am. It's challenging, like Jason, like Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Mm. Because yeah. there is yeah. a challenge in that word, right? There's a, who do you say that I am means that you have a personal relationship now and regardless of what other people have taught you, whether right or wrong, there may be some good, some bad, but who do you say that I'm meaning like in alignment with your relationship with me, what do you see? And the Lord's been challenging me limitless. Mm. He's been saying limitless. And he's Come also on. been, Come on. you know, showing me like 
there's nothing impossible for me because I'm the God of impossibilities. Like my nature is in, is in the impossible. Like that's his nature. And so he's challenging me on some things. Um, entrepreneurship, you know, he's definitely put that heavy in my spirit. Um, I'm listening to some different books and things. Martin, you recently given me a book that have been blowing my mind. What's it called again? <laughs> I ain't gonna discuss the book here, but it's been like, like I'm like, whoa, like limitless thinking, basically. Yeah. It's not even a Christian book. It's not. As, <laughs> but but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I say like that, right? It's not a Christian book, but, but I is. go back to what Gil said. Everything divine. is divine. Yeah. It's divine. Yeah. It's beyond. Okay, it's beyond Christianity. It's divine. Ooh, <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Um, whoa, whoa. It's beyond Christianity. It's divine. Yeah. Come on. That man. and that's the beauty of it. Uh, you know, for to say it's beyond Christianity for some people that just is like blasphemy. Yeah. But it's like really, really think about, you know, when when someone is thinking that's blasphemy, I would encourage you to think about what what are you what are you saying? You know, because if you want to go back to the basics, it's like Jesus was not a Christian. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's good, Gil. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so let's start there and let's unwind some things and really talk about what does it mean to be a Christian? You know, we call ourselves Christians now because we're following the one, mm -hmm. Yeshua, Jesus, who actually was able to show us the pathway, the way into the fullness of the Christ anointing, yeah. which is God manifest in us. Yeah. He oh. was the Christ through, you know, in Jesus. He was the Christ. But the thing is, what he tried to show us and what he's been showing us is how to become the Christ. Mm -hmm. The Christ is an anointing. Christ was not Jesus's last name. The Christ <laughs> was an anointing that he received and was able to walk in the fullness of it. And, you know, maybe there were some other people. I don't know of other people. There definitely have been some people who've walked in a greater fullness of it than I am. But to me, Jesus showed us the pathway and showed us what happens when we actually walk in the fullness of the Christ anointing. Yeah. And look what he did. And then he said, and you're going to do all that and more. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, let's let's go back. What is a Christian? <laughs> Christian well, is not a title. And that's it's, why it's they not called Jesus it the way. Is, that's why it was called yeah, the, way the way back in the day, because it wasn't Christianity. It was it was the way, the path which Christ opened up, which, you know, the funny thing is we think he did it actually at the, the cross in physical time, but he says, but I, I was crucified before the foundations of the world. So it's like, he has been the way <clears throat> since the beginning. It wasn't the, oh crap, this got messed up. I got to fix it. Yeah. It was a, no, I am the way, the truth and the life from the get go. There was never any other plan. Yeah. And, and and so anyway, I there's in some ways I, I, you know, I cringe when someone uses the word Christian because mm -hmm. um, of what they mean by it versus, you know, for me, the true Christian is the one who's following and seeking the path of Yahweh or excuse me. Well, that too, the path of Yeshua, because Jesus showed us the path to Yahweh, to his father, and that when we walk in the fullness of that path, then we, too, now, a lot of people might think this is blasphemy, but if we're walking in the fullness of that Christ anointing path, we too could say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yeah. 
Now, I'm not there yet. I know that. I mess up so many times a day that my wife lets me know quite often, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, so I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that when we walk in the fullness of it, which Jesus did, and he said we would too, that we too can say, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, yeah. because we are displaying the love, the peace, the joy of the Lord, and, and that is what we want to get to. You know, so everything and anything that we're doing, at least for me, and I think it should be of humanity, we are moving toward this place of love and joy and unity and oneness and identity. That's why, again, identity is walking in the fullness of the Christ anointing. Yeah. You will unlock everything you ever needed, ever wanted. And it's, it's, it's kind of like that. When you align with what heaven says you are, when you align with that, then you will attract everything that you need to accomplish what you were called here to do, mm-hmm. and you will have your ultimate impact in the earth. Oh, and nice, that's, nice ultimate impact. I like that. I brought that in, yeah. <laughs> we, we have a course called The Ultimate Impact. That's our discipleship course. So that's, and it's, and that's it's what awesome. it's all about. <laughs> and it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, so Jason, yeah. so unpack, just uh, we've got just a few minutes left, but unpack a little bit when you when you, when you say it's beyond Christianity, unpack that a little bit based on what you're experiencing and, and where you feel like the Father's taking you with that. Sure, sure. So, you know, there's organizational, there's structure and systems that block the spirit of God in the world that we live in because um, I believe in order, but the order that we have is sometimes hinders the move of God from men being in the way, meaning people have set things in place where it blocks the voice of God. So we create sometimes strategies that block and hinder what God wants to do in the present because we know that there's a word of God and there's a rhema word, meaning there's a right now. So last year's strategy is not next year's um, sometimes the system. Like last year's strategy is last year's strategy. This year's, you know, and so sometimes we try to write three to five year strategies with the pureness of heart, but then we miss out because the Holy Spirit doesn't always give three to five years. (laughs) Gil, that doesn't resonate (laughs) with you at all, does it? You are so, I, I, I just was telling somebody yesterday or today even that, that, you know, I used to be this anal goal setter and, uh, you know, uh, the whole nine yards of, of the corporate mindset and 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 father weaned me of that because there's not a lot of faith in that and i'm going by you know i might have sat down with the father to to get some of that strategy right, but the right. thing is i have found over and over again that father wants a, it's just like jesus said don't worry about tomorrow he wants to, to step with him faith you know day by day because that's building up faith, it's building up trust, and it's just a beautiful place to be to where I'm not racking my brain and stressing out. And besides that, we call I call those goals now, I call them stress goals, because what they do is stress you out. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. then, and then what, what's happening in that stress is what kind of frequency are you putting out? You're putting yeah. out a negative frequency now, which is now counter to the frequency that you want of success. And so the flow, to me, is where it's at, where we're not trying to set these goals out now he does give us direction right, you know yeah, he absolutely. does yeah yeah he gives direction and i uh, you know we talk about expectancy versus expectation because expectation just sets you up for you know disappointment 
uh, versus having an expectancy where God then gets to fulfill the direction that he's given you and he gets to fulfill it and he's got a trillion ways to fulfill it. If I get my expectation set on one thing of the fulfillment of a direction he's given me, then that limits God down to that one little expectation. Otherwise, I'm going to be disappointed. Or I can approach it with expectancy, trusting that my God is a good God and he's a loving father and he has my best in mind. He's going to, he's got a trillion different ways he could fulfill that that are better than the one way that I could think of. Yeah. So that's so good, you know, because I think about how Jesus, when he told the disciples, follow me, he didn't give them a strategy, but he showed them the way. He didn't give them the strategy. The disciples never had a strategy. I know we created discipleship programs, but there was no strategy given, but just to follow. (laughs) Come on. That's what he did. Come on. I'll be honest, I'm in a season right now, and you ask Mark, what's next? I'm in a season where he's releasing steps and not strategies. Come on, exactly. He's That's giving these steps to take because he does. He, in the word, he says, I'll order your steps. But yeah. he's, he's removed strategies from my life. Hmm. And he's even he's even covered up the, the, the way he's going to do it, but he's releasing steps. Okay, do that. Do this. Do that. Little by little. And then the bigger picture unveils, and sometimes strategy can become an idol. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big time. You know? <laughs> well, the other thing too is is if you've got a if you've got your own strategy set up and you're going after that, well, like you said, it can become an idol. You're so focused on that that you're not focused on the Father. Jesus said, "I don't do. I only do what I see the Father doing, not what I see right. the strategy doing." So you know we focus on that. But um, oh man, did I forget my? The thought just went out the window. That's okay. <laughs> I'll have to come back to it. It'll Man. come back. But, oh, oh, the, because, because here's the thing is if you set that strategy out there, and sometimes Father does this, he'll set the direction. Yes. He'll set the direction for you. He'll put it out there. And then that's what's, you know, you know that's the direction to go. And you're going and going and going. Now, if you hold on to that thing too tightly, you're going to miss the right turn that Father says, now I got you right here where I wanted you. You know, he's he's uh, getting in the camera. He, you know, you're back here and you're getting closer. But he says, right turn. Because nope. that's where he really wanted you was over here, but he used that to get you there. You know, Pete, we do that all the time. Yeah. We, you know, if we're open, if we're holding things loosely and not holding on to it, thinking this is the only way, but we hold it loosely, you know, just knowing that not everything's the way it seems. And we follow that path that he's putting before us. And then he says, okay, right turn. I know you thought you were going there, but I got something better for you over here. Wow. Gil, that's so good. Yeah. You have no idea what you said. So I can't even release everything, but what I am going to say, this is what I'm going to say. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. The Father is, I'm, I'm walking in obedience. The, co- the Father is causing me to remove everything in my life that has a limit. Mm, come on. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Come on. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, well, Lord, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm comfortable. Like, I love yeah. my life. Yeah. Well, and Jason, I is I know, you know, and you're experiencing it's you get to that place. Like, well, what do I do now? Right. Because we're so used to no one having limits. <laughs> we're so used to having, you know, you follow this and do this. And it's like, now what do I do? Yeah, and it, it, <laughs> it brings you deeper into that relationship where it is a dependency Come on, on Come the on. father, but it's not yeah. a dependency of the, of where I, Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up. He's going to be mad at me. It's a, Hey, Daddy, what's next? Let, let's Come let's on. go. Let's let's go do this. That's so good, out, Martin. You know, and it, and it's so exciting because it's a it's it's partnership, right? And that is the yeah. from the sonship to the bride, where we are that 
that co-heir in Christ, the partnership, which, I mean, I think we're just scratching the surface on what on earth does that mean? Because we don't, we don't operate that way, at least not yet, but we're starting to. And that's, as you're saying that, Jason, that's what I'm, I'm hearing yes. coming through is yes. that he is, he's actually teaching you into the partnership of the bride wow. and how to operate from that. Not even, this is beyond sonship even. I mean, that's into the bride relationship there, which is like, yes. come on, man. Yes, <laughs> so good, Martin. Yes, that's so good. So good. So good. Well, hey, uh, we got about two or three minutes here. And uh, uh, Jason, I, I mean, I love you, Martin. I love you, love you. You know that. And yep. and Jason, man, I love you. You're, you're, I, I just love this confirmation and affirmation. Father downloading things to different people around the world. And then we come together like this and find out we're reading from the same scroll in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. so good. Love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you. Love I look it. forward to uh, we're gonna have to do this again because this yeah. has been yeah. really good. Love to. We, yeah. Absolutely. I'll, yeah, you can see why I love hanging out with, with Jason and the yeah. oh, crew. It's like, man, it's like we're we're home. It's awesome. Yeah, home. Yes. <laughs> well, I look, you know, and I know, I know Father's gonna bring a community like this together in, in Colorado here. We you know, we've we've been um, we need a building, you know, and that's one of the things that again, just holding it loosely, knowing that father's got a plan. But, uh, you know, we've got a great community online. We love, love our community online. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'd like to have some, you know, community here locally because we also need local help with some of the things that's going on. But uh, it's one of those things where it's just like, I see all the, the things that are needed to do what I think needs to be done. But I hold that very loosely because Father may at, at any time just say, eh, we're shifting directions and going over here. Like, okay, all right. But if I hold on to that too tightly, then, yeah, it, it, it would be really distressful to me and and, and even <laughs> and then i would make it distressful for everybody else around me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so it's just holding it loosely knowing that father has a plan and a time yeah yeah awesome. but love you guys thank you so much for this jason so good to meet you oh, and uh yeah. certainly we'd love to connect with you in, in the houston area sometime okay. you know we yeah we'd love Absolutely. that so all right well uh now, hey, real quick, I just about blew it here. Jason, I, I'm, I have no doubt that you have some deeper, deeper things that you share with people like Martin, but not, um, not quite ready to share it publicly like this. We have a behind the scenes section that if you're willing, we'll, uh, we'll do a short five to 10 minute piece and um, you can share some of the deeper things okay. that may be, uh, you know, not ready to share here just because, uh, you know, everybody's listening, but we go behind the scenes and we got our, these are mostly these are our mature people that that you know they've heard everything if they haven't heard it they're excited about hearing something oh, yeah. new so yeah. <laughs> love to absolutely absolutely all right okay well thank you to everyone who's listening uh and uh, to our partners thank you so much we appreciate each and every one of you who are helping to support this ministry and get the word out uh you hear our hearts you know what we're looking for we know you know what we're teaching so if you uh, are in agreement with that we ask that you would honor consider partnering with us if you want to partner with us go to kingdomtalksmedia.com and uh, go to the shortcuts and you'll find a place there to the behind the scenes section which is what we're going to do next and you'll have access to the behind the scenes of every show that we do as well as uh, you'll get the show early so 
That's our behind the scenes section. That's only $10 a month, so it's a little bitty piece, but we're also looking for those partners who really want to sow into the, the kingdom message, and we appreciate all of you. So Martin, Jason, thank you again. Love you guys. Yep. Blessings. Yes. And Thanks, we will Gil. see you all next time. All right. All right. Bye.